Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, welcome to the show. As always, I am so glad you're here and I could not be more grateful that you're going to spend a few minutes with me today. We are talking about something I'm really bad at, which is not my favorite thing to do, but sometimes the thing we want to do least is the thing we need to do most. And for me this week, that was talk to Alara Sage about being playful and how that can unlock our creativity. If you're anything like me, you forget exactly how much creativity plays a role in your life. I always think that because I'm not painting or sculpting or whatever, that I'm not creating, but I am. And so are you. I create this podcast every week. I'm a singer and dancer. I create yoga sequences for my classes. All of these are things that start out as an idea and then take form in material reality which is all creation, creativity is. And you do it too. It might be at work, or it could be playing with your kids or manifesting something, which requires imagination. And again, if you're anything like me, sometimes you struggle with creativity. And Alara is here to help us unlock that part of us that can get blocked up in our sacral heart and third eye chakras. Her suggestion is that what we're missing is playfulness, joy, bliss, the ability to be in the moment, in flow. And I'll tell you, I think she's right. You'll you'll hear in this conversation how much I struggle imagining what playfulness looks like when you're a grown-up. Fortunately, she has some steps for us to take to tap into our own playfulness and let go of judgment around it. Playfulness allows us to access joy, love, uh, and peace, and it lets us release stored trauma so we can start to deeply heal on an energetic level. Alara Sage works with ambitious female leaders and professionals who are highly successful but feel unfulfilled and lonely in love, life, and relationships. She helps them reawaken their sexual power as a woman so that they can magnetize deep, intimate connection, pleasure, and wealth without sacrifice. Alara is an intuitively gifted mentor, teacher, and healer who coaches provocatively and soulfully. She has over 15 years of experience helping others reignite and transform their own lives. More importantly, she has walked the walk. Alara is passionate about helping women become impactfully present and experience greater influence, power, and bliss by embracing their woman. All the links to find out more about Alara will be in the show notes, her Instagram and website, and all that good stuff. And if you want to connect with me, my links are in the show notes as well, Instagram and Facebook, Your Chakra Coach. Here 
is our conversation about healing and playfulness. Well, welcome, Alara. I'm so grateful that we could finally make this interview happen. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Hi, Sarah. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much oh, for having me. Good. So I love what you do because I think it's so unique and so needed in the world. And I know I mentioned it a little bit in the intro, but would you just give the listeners just kind of a taste of who you are and what you do? Mm, a taste, yes. <laughs> so I help women to really reconnect, reawaken their their power, their authenticity, their magic within themselves and you know really bring the the power of orgasm of bliss of ecstasy into every single moment of their life mm -hmm. and today sort of in that vein we're going to talk about playfulness which I, like I said earlier I'm like I recognize when my kittens are playful but I you know and or when children are playful but what what on earth does, what is playfulness? What does it look like in a, in a grown-up? <laughs> I think it's such a great question and such an important question, right? Because just as you said, we can say, okay, that child is being playful, that kitten is being playful. But what does playfulness mean for an adult? So first, I would like to, you know, let the listeners know that it's really unique to each person. But you can connect to, like, what does playfulness feel like? Okay, so for one, playfulness is very spontaneous. It has this, this energy of, of really being in the moment. You know those times where time seems to just stop, just seems to slow down, and you feel lit up, you feel in joy, and you, you feel this, this space of everything is kind of just flowing through you in, in this delightful and you could say playful way. So I like to bring the listeners into the feeling of playfulness rather than into some conceptual understanding that, oh, yay, hey, playfulness is you skipping down the road. Playfulness is you dancing. Playfulness, because yeah, while that is all expressions of playfulness, it is more an energy of feeling and being in the present moment. Mm. So that feeling and we can connect to that feeling most definitely through our animals through our children of when you're in that energy with them what does that feel like in your body that yes. is a much stronger pointer for each individual is what playfulness means to them i think that's so interesting because you talked about sort of being in the flow and like in the zone and that's the thing people talk about with like work a lot or you know, things like that. But I think what we're saying is that that sense of being in the zone, being in flow, doesn't have to be connected to productivity or making money or doing something like that. It could simply be flow for flow's sake. Is that is that kind of what you mean? Yes. And it absolutely can also be connected to work because because what we'll talk about in a little bit this is very much creative energy i was just going to say that because we talk about being in the flow when we're creating something yes. um, and that can be anything i always think people th think it has to be art or something like that but anything that you're creating where you're just taking sort of i hate to say nothing but, but just like taking an idea and then making something exist in the world that didn't 
exist before. And that can feel very much in the zone and playful that, you know, even if it is work technically, if you create things for work, but like, yeah, that's so interesting. So playfulness in your definition is definitely more of a sensation in your body of just feeling really connected to yourself, which I think is what you were talking about earlier about reconnecting to who you really are. And playfulness is, is a way to do that. I am not good at playing. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I, uh, I didn't grow up like with a good solid sense of playfulness. So I've had to develop it as an adult. Um, and that has been a challenge. And I'm sure lots of, I'm sure a lot of people that you work with have that same experience. Absolutely. Including myself, but yes, my clients are very much, you know, as you I'm sure deal with as well. Like we are often leading the people who are going through the same journey that we have and myself and my clients, you know, are not playful people naturally. It's not yeah. something like, oh, I know how to be playful or even like I feel inspired to be playful. It's it's a process, you know, through the process of working with my clients, it starts to become organic within them. They start to take those moments and be like, oh, I feel like there's an availability of playfulness right now. I'm gonna let that actualize i'm going to let that come into the physical reality how does that look like and and they'll get that kind of that sense of like ooh, do some dancing or oh do this or oh do that and then they'll have that experience of playfulness again because it naturally desired to arise through them rather than some conceptual idea of i need to go be playful do you think that we all sort of have an innate capability for playfulness oh i can tell by your face you definitely do and that it's, I was going to ask, is it more like taken out of us? Is it more covered up and buried? But yes, clearly you do. So talk about that. <laughs> yes. So when I work with clients, you know, it's always a surrendered space. I don't come with any expectation. However, what always happens is we always go back to three to six years of age, because this is the time where we're becoming very emotional in our being and we're starting to really, really express and we're really becoming playful, right? We come out of that little like newborn phase and we're really moving into a very active toddler and young, young child. And what usually happens for our generation and our older generations is that that's not a really, emotions are not really a safe space in our society mm. just yet. And what do we call it? We call it the terrible twos. That's pretty oh. self-explanatory. We have a terminology for threes too. I don't remember what it is. It's the and same so kind of thing. Happens... And I always think it's, it's really kind of sad. I'm like, it, let's not call our children terrible. I get it. I get it. But like thinking on them, like, ooh, that, that doesn't feel good. But anyway, yeah. go on. Yeah. And so this is all, you know, rooted in our, our sacral chakra where our innocence is located, where our creativity is located, our creative energy, our Shakti, our Kundalini Shakti is where our sexual power and our power and our connection is. And so as we are de developing through the chakras as a, as a child, between this, this stage, we start to move into the sacral chakra. And that is a highly, highly creative space. I mean, again, if you look at young children, this is when they start to really use their imagination. They start to engage in their imagination. They start to take little figures and create a whole story right there before their eyes, right? Just coming out of their head. So yes, we're, we're innately innocent. We're innately sexual and we're innately very, very playful and creative beings. And it's just simply through 
our process of being told that our emotions aren't safe because the sacral chakra is also mm. connected to our emotional body that, hey, stop crying, stop yelling, stop acting like that, stop, be quiet, whatever it was, um, that we've shut that down. And we've determined that that part of ourselves is not safe. And then that we carry that sort of initial wound to that energy center with us into adulthood. And therefore we associate the playfulness and the creativity of that chakra with the unsafeness of the emotions. Would you say that's a pretty... Yeah, I mean, Solid. I don't know if we necessarily like equate it, but it's 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 not available because the shame, okay. you know, when I work with clients, we all carry shame in that chakra and yeah. it's something that most of us are not aware of. So when I work with clients, that's the first thing that we start to really go into and open up. And it's amazing how it, when you transmute shame, which is just shifting of that energy back into love, how quickly the creativity lights up, how quickly the playfulness, how quickly the pleasure, again, just naturally and or organically desires to arise because it is truly who we are. Right, because it is the authentic place in us as opposed to this place that we've started living because we felt we had to based on societal, cultural, familial expectations. Yes. Um, yeah, that's so That's so interesting. So you find that the, the sacral chakra is the first place. We talked about three creative energy centers with playfulness. And to me, that sounds like the first one. It makes perfect sense. When you think of the next one, where do you go in your work? Yeah. So as far as like what playfulness, when we're in playfulness, what it does is it activates those three creator centers. And this is something, creator centers was something I learned a while ago. And I mean, many years ago, I should say, and it was kind of just in the back of my, my process. And then it came really forward. And I really was taught by my higher self, the process of, of conscious creation and, um, and something I teach my clients. And so the sacral chakra is one of the three centers. So when we are engaged in playfulness, we activate these three centers. So again, sacral chakra, we're activated in our presence for one, we're very present in the moment, we're activated in our playfulness, we're activated in our creativity. And our second, the second chakra that is um, the, the three creator centers is the heart. So we're mm -hmm. in playfulness, we're lit up in joy, and we are very, very connected to our innate soul and even to stillness, which is a very intriguing concept to understand how we can be in stillness and in action at the same time. But we're really in joy and love when we mm -hmm. are playful. So we activate the heart in joy and love. And the third creative center is our third eye. And the beautiful thing about the third eye is it's connected to our ability to not only receive light, AKA information, but also to project light. And this is through our imagination. Our yes. imagination is an incredible tool. And so when we're playful, our imagination is lit up and we are engaging in all of the potentialities that are available, whether we're, we don't have to be seeing them all or experiencing them all, but we are connected to them and we are casting them into our, our present moment through our imagination. That's beautiful. First, I just want to say that, but I guess if you were 
tell us why it's so important for us to be playful and to reconnect to the playful parts of ourselves, because I feel like it's something that we're so willing to let go and we're so willing to let go of it and push it away that it's hard to even see the importance of it when we, when we try to come back to us. Tell, tell me why it's so important to be playful. Mm, I'm so glad you asked that question. So without getting really deeply into it, it's about our nervous system. Mm. And so playfulness is one of the energies that is deeply nourishing to our being. And again, it opens up our ability to really experience pleasure and even move into deeper relaxed states of our nervous system, of which is really like where we access joy, love, peace, deep, deep inner peace of our nervous system, which equates to our bodies, our experiences and, and our life. But what playfulness does is it kind of bridges the space of stillness of our nervous system where our nervous system is very, very relaxed, very, very open. It has a very high capacity to it to anxious and tense and agitated, irritated, which is the state that most people's nervous systems are in. Humans right now are currently in a highly addictive state of fight or flight. And that terminology can kind of throw people because they're like, well, I don't feel like fighting or flighting. <laughs> yeah, I did a but whole series I... <laughs> about that earlier this year. Oh, like, wonderful. Oh, well, then... oh, that's what that means. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not technically like punching somebody in the face. <laughs> it could be or running away. Or running away. Like, it doesn't have to be either of those things. But yes, it's an activation of the nervous system. So, But that's so interesting. Yes. So playfulness is an activation of the nervous system to help us relieve stress. I mean, would you say you can't be stressed and playful at the same time? Absolutely. Like those two, those two states don't exist simultaneously? Yes, absolutely. And so what it does is because when we are, like when my clients, you know, they come to me, they all have, you know, agitated, irritated, traumatized nervous systems. And I don't invite all visit, listeners to listen to your previous episode um, because it's it's really, really important that we understand how important our nervous system is. And so as we, you know, work with them and we release that trauma, the thing about it is when you're in a tense state, it's really powerful to use movement, to use physical movement to release that energy. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I try to meditate, but it's really, really challenging. And it is because they are in a state of tension, a state of mental tension, a state of emotional tension, state of physical tension. And so play gives action. It gives the body movement and it allows those energies to move through your body as you are being playful, which is an opening. So mm -hmm. you are opening up, you are allowing yourself to engage in the moment. And at the same time, you are releasing the tension, you're releasing the stored trauma. So it's extremely nourishing and healing. So, yeah, I was just going to say that exact word, very healing um, and not a waste of time, um, <laughs> which is what I tend to think that a lot of us feel like, oh, I shouldn't be being playful. I should be uh, doing laundry. I should be getting prepped for my presentation next week. And instead, if we're really we're really interested in truly healing our bodies, healing our nervous systems, then playfulness is going to be an indispensable 
modality for that opening, particularly of those three energy centers. But like I always say, none of them operate in a vacuum. So, you know, it's going to be sort of healing and clearing for the entire system, which I think is just a rehash of what you just said, but it's really important for us to, to recognize that. Yeah. So how do we, how do we, I'm sorry, please go ahead. I just want to make one comment. You know, I work with women who are really like high performing women. They are in corporate. They are really high performing, high achievers, ambitious, courageous women. And what they find through this process is as they open up and they engage in more playfulness, their work, their Mm -hmm. focus, their intentional space becomes so much more powerful and precise and they, it comes again through them whereas before they're they're kind of forcing it sometimes right whereas when we give ourselves like you said that permission to disengage and be playful when we come back in there is more available to us and so we become more powerful that makes perfect sense to me but when you when you say it like that it just makes perfect sense I do wonder, so you, you say, you know, with going through this process, is there like, is there like a one, two, three process? Is there, how do, how do we even start to access our innate playful natures if we've spent so much time covering it up for, you know, emotional safety or any other number of reasons? Mm, Yes. Again, wonderful question, Sarah. Uh, There's always a process, isn't there? (laughs) And yes, there is, (laughs) there is kind of like a one, two, three. The first thing is always awareness. And I always invite people to invite yourself because we can easily say, nope, I don't, I don't have shame or I don't have that or I don't feel that or, or we, you know, we're so quick to guard ourselves and to really, we hold a lot of denial, which is very, very powerful. When you're in denial, you literally can't see. So instead of saying, no, I don't think that, or, you know, that's, it's, it's much more powerful to be like, wow, okay, I invite myself to be shown, to see. I invite myself to see my shame, to see my, my inability to play. I invite myself to see where I am reluctant to open, to be vulnerable, to be playful, right? To be creative, where these things rub me the wrong way, or maybe I have resistance to them, or I don't feel safe in them. I invite myself, I invite myself to see. That's the first step, because awareness, as you know, is so powerful in and of itself. As soon as we are aware, which if you ask, you will see. It's always a funny thing with my clients because we will find something they're like, okay, you know, here we go. They know (laughs) that as soon as our awareness is drawn to something, the next week for them, they will be shown multiple different ways throughout their physical reality, the reflection of our physical reality, how that shows up in their life. And it's so beautiful because they're just shown, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is again. Wow, like this is really actually quite a big deal for me. And so through that invitation and the awareness, you, you start the ball. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I think there's probably a certain amount of acceptance, self acceptance, in saying, yes, I do have shame and that is okay. And being aware of it and accepting that that is just a natural, normal part of, I, I think we have shame around being, around having shame sometimes and trying to realize that we don't have to fight it, that it is part of the human experience um, and accepting it is a huge part of becoming aware of it. And maybe that's what you mean when you say people are in denial, that they would just rather not acknowledge that that's even a part of of their own existence because that's very painful right especially if you have like high performing people they're like nope that's not me i just anything that happened to me i just put it in a little box and put it on the shelf and carry on and trying to open up those little boxes full of things can really be painful i think yeah it's painful if we perceive it as a something that says that we're not we're not good enough right or we're not perfect or there's something that right there wrong with us right but if we understand as you mentioned so beautifully that that it's it's what we've been taught and and currently it's a part of the human experience but more importantly what i would say is it is the portal back to your power your authenticity Love your, that. Your, your, your innate being. It is the portal. It is the door. So if you're willing to invite yourself to see it, when you see it and when you move through it, you will understand what I mean about it being a portal mm -hmm. because it's behind our shame. It's underneath. Our shame is what covers up our most authentic, most orgasmic, most genius self. And so, yes, if we see it as, oh, I carry this or I have this or I have this and that makes me less than, right. absolutely, that's painful. But if we instead see, wow, I was given this, I was taught this, I took this on, I don't have to believe this anymore. This is empowerment. This is a space for me to transform. This is a space for me to radically shift my own being and thus my life. Then that is personal power. Oh, I love it. You just gave it like a little flip, like a little reframe. Like we're just going to actually, what if we turn it on its side? Like, that's amazing. Uh, okay. So step one, awareness and reframing things that we were given as, uh, as trauma into something that is now our gift to empowerment. Lovely. What's next? The next step. The next step. Yeah, it's definitely like like you were talking about is is that acceptance. So as we are aware of it, the willingness to to really see. And I love that you brought that in. And I want to bring a little bit of a story. And, um, you know, I've always not always, but most of my life, I should say I have jogged because my body enjoys the process. I personally, however, have not. <laughs> 
never liked jogging. It always felt like a chore. Isn't that funny? And I've been doing it for so many years. And all, all the time that I would jog, I'd just be like, ah, is this over yet? I'm so over this. Is it like, like, you know, staring at my clock, my watch, you know, just being so done with it before I even began it. And one day my higher self came to me and said, this doesn't have to be so painful. And I was like, oh, please do tell. <laughs> tell me more because I would yes. love that. Myself <laughs> <laughs> said it can actually be highly orgasmic. And so, yeah, I was like, I'm all ears. And my higher self taught me how to accept the moment and accept the pain and transform it into orgasm. And in, in full honesty, now most jogs that I do, which is regularly, I am orgasmic through my jogs. And I so feel like that not is, a lot of people can say that. I haven't yet met another, but I'm, yeah. I'm sure there are some. And it's not a, like a runner's high. It's, it's an orgasm from my, from my body, from my, yeah. Um, but, but that came through letting go because it's the tension that hurts, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So again, when we speak of that acceptance, it's the resistance. So as if you just breathe, like if you become aware of something in yourself, that shame or like, you know, just the other day I was shown how so much of my life I've, you know, like manipulated circumstances. Ah, manipulation, damn. You know, yeah, yeah. I've already seen that before. It's not new to me, but it's always, to me now. It's just like, oh yes, yeah, sweet. You know, but the first time I heard that word in a correspondence to myself, like, oh, that's gross. Right. It feels so bad. It feels so bad. But if we just breathe, just breathe and just let that breath move through your body. It just naturally lets the tension go and you will realize, oh, really? That's really all it is. It's really, that's, that's it. That's that acceptance. Yeah. So those two kind of work hand in hand in the process of the awareness and moving into that acceptance and the acceptance is what transmutes it. And that's where we start to find like our playful nature again, because yeah, we're accepting, we're accepting, like you were saying, we can start to let go of the pain, let go of the tension and tap into the, the playfulness, which has always been there. Am I understanding this all correctly? Absolutely. And pleasure. And pleasure. Or orgasm. Deep, deep orgasm within every single moment it's available. Amazing. So as we start to do all of these things, like we, on this, in this podcast, we are, we're always working on a lot of awareness, right? Awareness, you said it's the first step to, of anything. So if I can become aware of any tension or blocks or shame and then start to accept it and start to tap into that playful part of myself, what, how does that show up in my, my day-to-day -day life? You know, shall I schedule a time, you know, four o'clock on Friday afternoons for playful? You know, you said it should be spontaneous and I'm like, well, how does that even happen? So, you know, how does, how does, how does playfulness exist moment to moment? Mm. Yeah. And, and so 
it it is definitely spontaneous and and again like one of the most powerful things is understanding that intention is everything you know we are so because we've learned that our mind is where where supposedly where our genius is where it's not <laughs> we give a lot of power to our mind. So we're going, okay, playful. This is what I have done time and time again. Playfulness. Okay. What does that look like? How do I do it? Let me create a list. Let me schedule it into my life. You know, like you said it so beautifully, right? Like, let me, but that's coming from a really a masculine and, and a performance mindset. Mm -hmm. Whereas the feminine and the pleasure mindset is how I put it is really in this availability. So if you set the intention, you know what? I don't know, this sounds cool. I'm just gonna start inviting it into my space. And you really set the intention. I wanna experience more playfulness in my life. Again, you will be given opportunity. And it's really about, once again, the awareness of that opportunity. Maybe you are at your computer and you all of a sudden kind of feel like, you know what, I just kind of need to like, step away for a moment. And maybe you just take a little walk you know, and you're breathing and you're not really necessarily being playful, but that is like one of the first steps is just that listening to just step away for a moment, just move out of this part of where you're, you know, performing and you're doing and you're working, just step back and just be available to what wants to arise. Okay. I'm going to just step back, get up, walk around, breathe, and just kind of look around and be present in the moment. Ah, oh, wow. Oh, I feel so good. You know, like I just got blisslet with that. I, I love this word that you're using available because when I think about it, when I sit with that and then I think, oh, you know, playfulness is available to me. You're saying we not, it's not just available to us. We have to be available to it. Like we have to invite that in, it's mutual availability between us and that energy, the spontaneity, the pleasure of play the pleasure of sensation sensualness um and not just recognizing on an intellectual level that it is available out there but being available in our own energies to allow it to come i don't know i just thought like that's just hit me i'm like oh that's a two-way street like when you're saying uh, being available it is available but being available extending that invitation to that kind of energy to the universe saying, I'm here, I'm open, I'm ready. And then that starts to present itself in life. And I like, I feel like I just had a, <laughs> like, I just had like a little moment. So sorry for that kind of long speech, but I was like, hold on. I think I know where I might be going wrong. <laughs> um, and that's just so interesting. Um, and I wonder, this is a, this is a question when if you find that you're feeling available for playfulness and then you shut it down, like how much, how much damage does that do? Cause I know that I've done that in the past. I can like think of moments where I felt really like moved to do something. And then I had like social programming that was like, don't do that. Don't do that. Like, well, are we causing our nervous system damage? Are we causing our energy system damage? And maybe that's like, nobody wants to talk about it, but I, I'm very curious. Yeah, you're definitely solidifying that trauma mm -hmm. and you're and you're solidifying that like nope that's that part of me is is just not safe and you know one of my clients she works in in a space where she's 
you know, in a corporate environment, and, and she has a lot of energy around expressing herself. And it's kind of come through in how you said, where there's been times where she's had a very strong intuitive hit that she's meant to kind of say something that's out of the box, mm-hmm. you know, that isn't like, you know, this is what we do. And, and she initially wasn't taking those steps. And what, was a ru- and what the reflection was is she was not being seen. And this was a deep trauma for her, not being seen, not being seen. She's, she's a genius. She's very, very intellectual. She's very, very intelligent. And she does great work. But she was always like, why am I not seen? Why am I not seen? And it was because in these moments where there was this desire of expression, because playfulness is our expression, our innocence expressing through us, our love expressing through us, our creativity expressing through us. Those moments where she'd be like, nope, that's not safe. And then she would experience the who you are is you know, just not authentic and you're not, you're not being seen. And so as she started to give herself permission, even though it was scary for her, like what's about to come out of my mouth? You know, we practiced a lot out of scenarios. But then she started giving herself permission at work wow, you know, people would like turn to her. All of a sudden people were reaching out to her. All of a sudden she was seen. Hmm. And that's such a strong human desire too, is to be seen for who you really are. But essentially but we can can't we be, be seen. Se- yeah. Yeah. How can we be seen for who we are if we're unwilling to uh, let it out and allow it to be seen? Again, I think we're back to that sort of two-way street. If you were going to say, here is something that you, Sarah, uh, is this an asking for a friend situation? Or, um, you know, listener, if you are interested in bringing more playfulness into your life, is it just a matter of putting that intention into the universe? Is there uh, something that makes it a little bit easier? Or is it just a practice, a skill that we develop over time? It's really about the willingness and, and then, you know, I, I will invite all listeners to own the fact that they are highly intuitive. Most women and people in general do not trust their own intuition. So they don't think that they're intuitive, but they are. And if you invite it in and you say, okay, I, I, I want to experience this, you will get those hits that you said, Sarah, where you think, oh, I feel like I should. And then it's just about the willingness to take that action. And it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes you'll be able to take the action. Sometimes you won't. Yeah. And it's not about like, oh, I didn't do it. And I'm a bad person. And I'm not, it's just like, okay, I saw in that moment that I was invited to step back or to move into different space. And I wasn't able to. Okay. I love, I love you. I love you. I love you. And then next time, okay, look, I I was invited into it and I was able to take action. And it's just about more awareness, more awareness, more awareness. So really, I, it's really about that intention and that invitation and then allowing yourself to go through the process of opening, Mm -hmm. allow yourself the process. Cause it's not just like, I'm open and I'm playful all of a sudden and my life has shifted. Although it can happen that way. Sure. Sure. But Usually, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a slower process than that. Right. And, but um, yeah, I also feel like it's probably not like a, a check. Okay. Done. Opened up heart center and 
that task is complete, right? It is, it's more ongoing than that, uh, in my experience. Anyway, I'm, I'm so interested in this, this definition of playfulness, because I, I think maybe like a lot of people was like, well, playfulness is when you dance. Playfulness is when you skip, like playfulness has to look a certain way. Um, but it, it isn't necessarily going to look a certain way necessarily. No, absolutely not. I, every time I do one of these interviews and I learn so much from people, I feel like I'm just processing everything like on air. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in this concept of adults being playful and recognizing that that's going to look different in everybody. And, you know, that's going to express itself in various forms of creativity, physical movement. Yeah. I mean, you know, playfulness could be like, creating food for yourself in that moment that is like really joyous like if you're somebody who likes to create food right playfulness can be like in this moment i'm going to step away and like ooh, what do i want to play with as far as food goes right like oh like i just bought this the other day and oh this this is like really exciting me right now right it's that it's that lit up like what what lights me up right now what it's lights almost... me up what feels magnetic finding joy in whatever it is that you're working with in the moment, right? Where play, I, my yeah, definition of play, like in my head is so, feels so narrow, but when if I open it up to what's bringing me joy in this present moment, yes. I think I can understand the concept of playfulness with a little bit more of a broad stroke. That's yeah, I like to say like really, you know, right now, what lights like the idea what lights me up when i get that kind of pull back like okay drop this right now okay i stop i take a breath okay what lights me up right now and sometimes it'll be like caressing myself you know just like oh like oh, i love you so much you know and and we might not think that that's playful but i guarantee if you really understand the energy of playfulness you will see how absolutely playful it is and you're just playing with yourself you're engaging in life with yourself. Oh my gosh, I can like right this moment I can't think of anything more important than doing that. Engaging, <laughs> just like engaging in life with yourself. What what, what are you doing if you're not doing that? Like, that's yes. that's freaking amazing. Um okay, I'm so interested. Um Alara, what else? Is there anything else that I should know or that we should know about playfulness, about opening our or lighting up our creative centers? Um what, what, any final words of wisdom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want to say that this is, again, this is really the, one of the first steps to really opening your nervous system up to pleasure and orgasm. Because we think of, just like you think of playfulness in a narrow way, we think of orgasm in a narrow way. We think of orgasm to be sexual and just in these moments, but orgasm and pleasure is available in every single moment. So play, as you engage in it more and more, starts to open to be deeply pleasurable. Right. So it's this journey of like, in, like engaging with the aliveness that life truly has to offer. And I want to say your genius, because each person is uniquely a genius, unique, a unique and incredible, brilliant genius. And if you are a person speaking to the listeners 
who has ever thought like, I feel like there's more to my life. There's more to me. Like, I feel like there is a part of me that I am not accessing or I'm not really, you know, bringing to the table. That's your genius. And this playfulness, this, this conversation we're having today is a way to start that journey of finding out who you are and your genius. Well, I, I guess I better get started. That sounds great. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and recommend that everybody follow you on Instagram. I follow you there and it's, you're just filled with fun, wonderful ideas and things like that. But if, if people want to know more about you or what you do, would you be willing to share your contact info, like a website or anything with us? Yeah, absolutely. People can reach me at alarisage.com. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at, oh. you know, Alara Sage. Perfect. And, um, um, I will put all of that in the show notes so that it's easy for people to find. Well, thank you so, so very much for sharing all of that with us today. I feel like I have so much to, to think about and figuring out new ways to engage with my own life with myself. I'm going to go back and listen to this interview and write down that quote. That was amazing. Um, well, th again, thank you so much for your time. Th this was lovely, and I just appreciate you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. And I love how receiving you are because you say that you process during the sessions, and that's because you're really receiving the information. And I hope listeners are you know, really taking that from you, that to really receive information is to process and actually transform in that very moment. So I just want to congratulate you and celebrate you. Thank you so much. That's very kind. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you again soon.